0: Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome back to Fire Talk. Obviously, it's uh it's gonna be a pretty rough, a pretty rough live stream, I'll take considering the state of the Padres right now, their recent performance, especially against the Rockies, knowing that I feel like we're a pretty superior team to the Rockies. It's just a matter of, you know, um, field definitely haunts our haunts our nightmare. So, um, Chase, you know, obviously a tough series. Lost, what is it? If we lose again today, it'd be like what, three in a row. Um I didn't watch much of today just because, you know, typically when you see Blake Snell give up three or more in the first two innings or so, you know what kind of start it's going to be. You know what kind of game it's going to be. So I didn't watch too much today. But Chase, tough series, tough really the past couple weeks. What is your biggest worry for this team right now? It kind of has to be the bullpen.
1: I mean, you look at this entire series, and what's the one overall thing that blew every single game? It was the bullpen. I mean, you had the offense finally hitting. You know, Kim has been doing great this series. Abrams has had a good series. Kronomworth. Everyone's had a pretty good series offensively, and you were in games, and the one thing that blew it was the bullpen. It blew it again today in Yeah, you can blame Snell and Taylor Scott, but then, you know, we tied it back up, basically, and what happened? Another three runs given up by the bullpen. Yes, it's definitely the bullpen. I mean, you look at it, the Rockies didn't score until the fifth, which the three-run shot, Buckley's just really hurt. I think that was Musgrove, though. But after that, then the bullpen then gave up another five runs in the next three innings. You can't win with your bullpen giving up four runs in the next – or no, five runs. Seven runs. Fine, It was bad. Just, even today's game, you had Snell give up. I think he ended up giving up five because he walked the bases loaded and then and – Taylor Scott came in and gave up, I think, the rest of the runs, but they all were accounted to Snell. And then he had a fine inning after that. Chris Matt then gave up another three. And then, well, technically gave up the three, but then Garcia came in and then allowed more runs to score. So, you know, it's one of those things where nobody did their jobs. You come in, you're supposed to get out of the inning pretty much unscathed. No one did that. Happened last game, happened today. Nearly happened in the game that we won too, I believe.
0: Let me see. It did. That ended up being six to five off Taylor Rogers, uh, allowed two runs, sure. I believe. Yeah. Yeah, I mean bullpen's definitely the biggest worry right now. Taylor Scott came out there and I mean I don't expect much from him, but I definitely don't expect him to, you know, not not at least put up a competitive outing. The main thing about The bullpen is I just want a competitive outing. You know, I want you to go out there. Of course, I want you to allow no runs. But if you're going to if you're going to come in in a situation where there's runners on or or, you know, competitive game, just at least limit the damage. It's a matter of some of these guys are giving up multiple runs and not stopping. They're not able to stop the bleeding. Uh, That's been the main problem for the Padres. I feel like these past couple weeks is that I feel like they're beating themselves. Really, it's just a lot of mental errors, bullpen. I mean, it's a lot of things that are going up against the Padres right now. Um, I, I just don't know what to think of them. I don't know what to think of I don't know what kind of team they are. I don't know that, what their identity is because, truly, I do believe they are a good team. Deep down, I believe this is still a pretty good team just going through a rut, but also you look at it and it's like, okay, then you look at it like this. Trent Grisham made multiple defensive mistakes. There were multiple guys, Ruiz, Voight, I forgot who else, that made mistakes on the base paths. There are multiple things going wrong for this Padres team, both mentally and I mean of course on the field. Mental mistakes, on-field mistakes. Bullpen is not performing up to up to up to par. I wouldn't even say up to expectations because we all knew that like, you know, with the injuries to the bullpen, they would have to kind of scrap through, but um Against a team like the Rockies, you can't really afford to lose three games in a row to them, uh, really lose another series to them. I feel like the reason we didn't make the playoffs last year is because of our negative record against the Rockies and pretty damn close to negative record against the Diamondbacks. They're on track to do that again this year, at least against the Rockies. I'm not sure about the Diamondbacks, but the partners are in a weird state, man, because they're, it's so obvious that they need some upgrades. Yeah, it's so far away. It's a good two, three weeks away. That's a lot of baseball games to be played. Um, not Didn't get a good update. I wouldn't even say a good or a bad update. I don't even think we got an update about Fernando, not one that we can be concerned or happy about. Um, no, I, I don't think the Padres are in a good state right now.
1: Absolutely not. I mean, you look at Kim and go, yeah, he's been hitting. He's, I think, hitting like 300 in his last – 15 games, or and I, even his past 30, he's hitting like 300 with, I think, like a 750, 800 OPS, which is great because he's proving he can come around to be an everyday MLB player. However, you know, you have Krishna making the multiple mistakes in center field, though. one where he looked like he was going to cut it off or at least dive, but then he just stopped and started running towards the center field wall. He didn't even attempt to make the catch. It was like, yeah, you know what? I can't make this catch. I'm just going to run to the wall instead. But he even stuck his arm out or even dove. He probably would have had it. Um, I know we've had multiple base running errors. I don't know why Voight was trying to tag up at second base to third. Ruiz probably should have stayed at second and not attempted to steal third. It was a really close play, albeit you probably score on a single to the outfield with this speed. I know Abrams got picked off on a back pick first i don't know if he got picked off trying to steal this series but you guys can't you guys can't have these little mistakes when you're already struggling it's like okay uh we're gonna try to be a little bit risky there's things called calculated risks and every single one of those were not calculated those were just stupid mistakes at that level you know boy you know you shouldn't be fast enough to try to take (laughs) third on a Fly ball to the outfield. Come on, man. That's not you. I wouldn't let most people on this team try to do that.
0: Yeah, and, uh, you know, I I kind of sense the frustration out of out of every fan, not only us, but you go on Twitter, you go on Discord, whatever it is, a lot of frustration among the fan base right now. And I think the biggest question is, and I mentioned it a little before, but who are the Padres? Are the Padres a team that, you know, we're – Almost were in first place for like a little stint 15 games over 500, playing some of the best baseball, some of the best pitching, uh, some of the best pitching in baseball, and just manufacturing runs in order to win games. Or are these current Padres the real Padres? I think my answer is with this lineup right now, these are the real Padres. You don't have a couple guys, you don't have Jerkson Profar, you don't have Will Myers, you don't have Uh, you don't have a good first baseman there are many many things wrong with this team right now and of course you know you don't want to solely blame injuries but you had to call up you had to call up Esther reese from triple a of course you had been probably wanting to do that for a little while now but it seemed like the plan all along was to keep him down to triple a and let him keep getting at bats whereas now injuries kind of forced him up and is he playing great that is something that i that i want to that i do want to talk about he's been playing he had himself a solid series. Esther Ruiz did. Only had one blunder on the on the base pass. But other than that, he's getting himself some base hits. Stole stole third today. Um, played solid outfield. I'm, I'm encouraged from what I'm seeing right now. Of course, it's only a three-game, three-game small stint, but I mean you got to go based off what you got. So I guess Chase. Yeah. What what version of the Padres do you think they actually are? You think they're the team that that was in first place at one point? Or do you think this this team right now, the one that's lost, or there's probably only won six of their last fifteen plus games? I'm not sure. Um, do you think those are the real Padres?
1: It's hard to say because, like you said, you know we are missing a lot of key guys. We are missing, we're missing Profar. We're missing Tatis. Ooh, uh, Eric Cosmer is nowhere near and a. Uh, decent first baseman um Machado looks like he's finally gone past his little ankle injury uh you know Myers is still hurt we've had a lot of guys in the bullpen hurt you know we're missing Johnson we're missing Palm or Marta Hone just came back and he had a decent outing yesterday but you know Suarez just got moved to the 60 day IL that's a big blow I mean You look at him and you're like, okay, we were talking about how he could be either a closer or the setup guy. And like it or not, he was pitching really well before he got hurt. And he was going to be one of those setup guys. It's not high leverage arms. He had the stuff to do it. He had the fastball. He had the off speed to do it. And he was really improving, but he just got transferred to the 60-day IL. You have Taylor Scott in there for some reason when Michelle Baez has had a much better season. I know he's still working back from injury. Even Jose Castillo, he's down there, and we all know that he has the high leverage stuff to be here. You need one of these guys to come in and make a significant impact. You can't continue throwing Taylor Scott out there and expecting things to work. You know, I know we had a lot of guys fall off. I know Luis Garcia has been really bad the last couple times he's been out there. The Bill man has given up a couple runs. I'll probably, you know, chalk it up to he doesn't throw the hardest, and he's in Coors Field, which is a breath be for disaster for most pitchers um taylor rogers has been really scary you need you need one of these guys you need more to hone finally you know to come back and be like okay let's see how he does in a high leverage situation throw him out there a couple times in the eighth and ninth inning taylor rogers you know you might need to give him a little push you know you need by as unique as steel i mean you can't continue to let these hit down there over and over again it's just it seems like every time they call someone up, there's someone better waiting down in the minor leagues and they're not getting the call-up. And it's just kind of like, we don't want to start their clock yet. Or, oh, we want don't have enough room on the 40-day or the 40-man roster. You, someone's expendable. You have to, you have trades to make. You have guys in the minor leagues that deserve chances up here. I don't know why Castillo is still down. I don't know why Baez is still down. You obviously need an upgrade and reliever somewhere else you're missing guys and taylor scott's the best person you can bring up it feels like the organization is just setting itself up for failure
0: yeah i mean if this is pretty damn close to luxury taxes this is the roster that you're putting out you set yourself up for failure before the season even started um it's just i still feel like this is a good team but at the same time, you know, with the way they've been playing and the, everything that happened last year, I'm sure everyone has trauma from last year, um, you know, with the whole mindset, this is still a playoff team. This is still a playoff team. And you keep that going throughout the season. You keep thinking this is a good team. And you keep thinking they're going to go on a win streak soon, but they just don't do it. That is what happened last year, and that is what everyone is thinking will happen this year again. And I don't blame you guys considering the recent the recent performance from the Padres it's, it's very – disheartening I would say because it's tough to watch them play like that considering they were doing so good before that Dodgers series I mean they were like what a half game back one and a half games back now they're probably eight to nine games back with and and now instead of competing with the Dodgers you're competing with the Giants for for second in the division Um, that is ultimately not what you wanted and it happened so fast so I understand why people are frustrated I understand why nobody probably even wants to hear about the Padres right now Um, but the thing that's keeping me hopeful is that trade deadline. Now you could look at it in two ways. You could either be hopeful because we are going to be acquiring, hopefully some good players, or you could think of it like this. We're going to have to give up some prospects that we're going to have to get, if we're going to want to get good players, we're going to have to give up some top prospects because if you want to, if you want to get rid of a contract, which you're going to have to do in order to be able to acquire a good player, you're going to have to throw in, you're going to have to throw in somebody. That's uh, that's a good player down in the minor. So I don't know what the Padres are going to do. AJ Preller put himself in this position. Um, for sure, he put himself in this position by giving out bad contracts. And and um, luckily for him, he built the farm. So if he wants to get rid of it, if he's willing to get rid of the farm and blow it up so that way he can save himself. And, and there's people that argue that he shouldn't have feel the need to save himself. But how can you say that? I really don't think you can say that. And I'm an AJ Preller fan. I like AJ Preller but there's no reason to say that that his job should be his be, should be safe. There is really no reason at all. Um other than that though, he put himself in this position. Let's see if he gets himself out. We got to see if he gets himself out. Um and you could say maybe this is just based off panic, based off worries, based off recent performance, recency bias is one hell of a drug. Um then then maybe it's just that. Maybe the Padres can't come back. Maybe the, maybe they can. But I mean, I don't know, I, I don't know. It's tough. It's tough watching them play like this for sure.
1: I was gonna say, is it recency bias though?
0: Because yeah, I don't know. We've kind of yeah. had the same thing
1: yeah. over and over and over again. It's kind of what it feels like to be a Padres fan. You know, the definition of insanity is doing the same things over and over again and expecting different results. And kind of feels like that's what we got with AJ Perler. I mean, he's had two good contracts, probably. Um, you can, can actually, I would say three. fars contract was pretty good. Kim looks like he's going to live up to his contract, but some of the trades, you look at them and you go, "Yeah, I really don't understand this trade." And it feels like, with all the rumors going around, Wilson Contreras is going to be a Padre when there's really not any room on the team for him. You look at it, Alfaro's been really good, and albeit you know he's not the bet on the plate, but realistically, neither is Wilson Contreras. I know a lot of people want him, but there's not really on the team unless you throw him at first base. But then that means you have to get rid of Hosmer or Luke Voigt because then you know either one of them, Alfaro, or someone else is going to have to man first. You can throw a profile out there, but then you need a left fielder. That depends on if Ruiz is playing well. If Ruiz is playing well, then maybe you can throw a profile at first and then throw Ruiz out there. And then you have a myers mazzara split. But then what are you going to do with Grisham? So I mean there's a lot of holes. It's like one of those things where yeah, you can upgrade to Wilson Contreras at catcher, but there's a lot more holes than just one catcher. You gotta fix an outfield, you, you gotta fix a bullpen, maybe you don't need to add a starter. We're good on starters, but you got I can't even call right field a weakness right now, just because Mazar has been really good. He has been actually fantastic for the Padres. Um, you have Grisham who it looked like he was going to turn it around but he's still only hitting 192 and 629 let's check his last 15 because I'm pretty sure it's been just as bad Um, 213 with a 700 OPS in his last okay his last 15 hasn't been too bad but it's not much better or it's a little better you have the lack of being people being called up. It's The Padres keep setting themselves up for organizational failure, and you can only look at, to one man for this. Like, I don't think it's Bob Melvin's decision on who gets called up for the minor leagues. I think that's more of a preller decision than anything. And it's, where's Jose Castillo? Where's Michelle Baez? Why are we calling up Taylor Scott? Why are we calling up Brent Worker? And why is he not getting any at-bats when he gets called up? It's like, okay.
0: Yeah. uh, AJ's AJ's job shouldn't be safe. Not saying that, you know, he's terrible. I mean, obviously his moves have been pretty damn bad, but his job shouldn't be safe. I really don't. I really believe that. Um, You make the playoffs once in the last, or once in your tenure, and that's in a 60-game season where, realistically, they probably wouldn't have made the playoffs considering injuries to Guys like Denelson, the Met, and then Chris Paddock's downfall. Like, realistically, you're probably not make the playoffs that year. Um, there, there, there's, there's definitely alarm. It's definitely alarming considering what's happening right now. The Padres, I just checked, have dropped 14 of their last 20 games. So they're six and 14 in their last 20 games. Very, very, very rough stretch. Um, they can bounce back. They can bounce back with how good their pitching is. Now, of course, a guy like Blake Snell probably didn't show that today. Um, But, you know, I do think Blake Snell will be fine. But with this pitching staff, I firmly believe they can bounce back. But what's weird is that lately it's been very, very much like this. One thing clicks, the other thing doesn't. Lately it's been starting pitching clicks, the bullpen doesn't. Or the starting pitching and the bullpen click, but the lineup doesn't. You know, too much inconsistencies from both sides to be confident in them being able to bounce back. This this series, the Partners were putting up a good amount of runs. Nonetheless, the bullpen faltered. One thing clicking, the other not. Now, of course, Blake Snell didn't come through today. Joe Musgrove gave up his runs, but I think they'll be fine. Um a lot of things not clicking right now for the Padres. So we're just going to have to hope. We're just going to have to keep hope, man. I mean, I know it's tough to stay positive in, in these times, but that's really all you can do as a Padre fan. I mean, definitely been in much worse situations as fans, nonetheless, with much, much less talented roster, of course, but, or maybe not even much less talented, I would say, but probably, probably much less expensive, much, much cheaper is what I should have said. Um, but the All Star break couldn't come any sooner. I mean, you got the Diamondbacks up next. The best you can do is just take care of business at home. Take care of business. Win at least two of them and go from there. Go from there. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully Fernando comes back sooner than later, man, because God knows we need him right now. That we do. I have a question for you. Who do you think is the
1: least valuable player on the Padres right now?
0: (laughs) Fuck. there's a couple of them that you could talk about easily. Um Trent Grisham, oh, easily, Eric, yeah. Eric Hosmer, Austin Nola. I mean, you gotta go with Eric Cosmer or Trent Grisham, I think. Um I gotta go with Eric Hosmer. <laughs> Just kidding. I, I think you have to go Hosmer
1: too. Just because yeah. no one affects a play like Eric Cosmer does. Like mm-hmm. You can say Nola, but Nola has been like super solid behind the plate. Sure, he doesn't hit the ball the greatest, but there's like three positions that are nearly in every single play. Pitcher, catcher, and first. And almost every single play, all three of those positions are almost every single play involved. And you look at Hosmer, you had the, the Kim throwing error or Kim's throwing error earlier where he backed up onto the bag and all he had to do was go on his tippy toes and catch it and he completely whiffed you've had the missed picks you've had eric Hosmer failing to catch a fly ball right behind you've had him miss a couple and foul territory you had him misplay multiple ground balls one of them ended uh, resulting in a walk off it just seems like him being on the field makes the infield worse like realistically, no matter how you put it, Eric Hosmer being on the field makes the team worse. You can argue even when he's in the lineup, he makes the team worse because on a double play, he's into and the fact that he doesn't drive the ball in the air.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: And you can, I would say you could usually argue for his defense, but the way he has been playing defense in the last week has been very concerning. Um, he doesn't hit very uh, like at all here, or I should say, in the past full season, he's a below two average hitter for the past 162 games. It's hard to it's hard to go. I mean, you can also argue Voight because Voight's also been struggling a lot, but yeah, I still think you go hot.
0: You gotta go Hosmer, man. And I know his average is probably better than Boys in the last 30 games, but Hosmer does not provide power. He's definitely shown um how how bad he is on the field, especially lately. Um he's I, I truly believe he's provided no value. Everyone knows he provides no value to the Padres. You could definitely look at the past couple of years and and see that some of these errors that were counted against guys like Hassan, Kim, Fernando Tatis, Manny Machado, Jake Cronenworth. Are more so attributed to Eric Hosmer than it is those other guys, for sure, and you cannot argue that. Um, Though it's just gonna have to, we're just gonna have to deal with it. I mean, what did Gil say? Gil said, "Where to go? So if Preller trades Estery, I'm gonna be real upset. Potential leadoff guy for years to come. I would honestly say prepare yourself for madness. I would honestly say that because it really feels like AJ Preller might blow it up, and I don't want that. I don't want that because I want the Padres to be the type of team that's going to be able to compete for a while. I don't want this to be like a little stint where, I mean, they suck right now, but I don't want this to be a stint where the Padres are, are a good team for a few years and then suck for many, many more to come. I live that throughout our, we live that throughout our whole lives. We don't want that again. <laughs> um, now, the only way you can do that is you get good prospects. You have them, you have them come up, you have them develop and you have them be cheap. So that we can go get other good players like Manny Machado who you were able to sign to a $300 million contract, and that's how you do it. Um, Teams like the Braves do it that way. I know, obviously, the top two teams in the NL, I believe, right now, are the Dodgers and the Mets. Let me just check. The Dodgers and the Mets, two of the teams with the highest payrolls in baseball. So, granted, they don't have to do what we have to do. They can legitimately buy their team. We've tried it, but we haven't done it successfully. Um then you got teams like the Brewers who develop their pitchers, and yeah, they don't have the best lineup, but I mean, they they win ball games. The Brit, and I mean, granted, they're forty nine and forty. We would be first in that division. That division is horrendous. Um, the Braves are a great team that to look at when it comes to developing players on cheap contracts and getting getting the most out of them. Not only cheap contracts, but they signed Ozzy B. and Ronald Acuna Jr. for like way below their actual value. So I mean, that was that was, also, that was yeah, criminal. Yeah, it's criminal. I also think that. Um, so I guess that helps them also. But at the same time, like, I don't know, I, I really do feel like Adrian pillar might blow it up outside of, you know, a few guys, CJ Abrams, Mackenzie Gore, legit. That's all I think are safe. Um, the rest of the guys, I'm very scared for them. Maybe, maybe, James James Wood, maybe James Wood. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, very, very tough times right now for the Padres. They're in a situation where it's like, a lot of people are saying they should be sellers at the deadline. I don't think that. I don't think they should be sellers. Um, I think if that's anything, an overreaction. Yeah, I think it's definitely an overreaction. If anything, maybe you hold. But I still think the Poggers are, are a team that can win, just haven't shown capable of that.
1: See, the thing about the farm is, is like, you you kind of have blocked off a lot of your prospects with the past trades that you've made within the one past one or two years the only position that's really open right now is the outfield because one grisham has been historically bad there to the point where yeah you could probably look at Ruiz and go okay this is the route we want to go now Profar's been really solid in left, but you're gonna have a hole in after this year. Cause I doubt you want to rock no Marmazara after this year or Will Myers unless he comes back on a cheap contract and he's just kind of a stopgap for either half or Wood. Um first base, we don't really have a top prospect at first base. No. Or I mean we end the one guy who was leading the uh Mexico's league and OPS. I haven't checked out how he was doing. And we had Jorman Rodriguez who was pulling it. He happened to play first, but you have to give it a Hosmer. We have another three years of a guy who is the worst first man in baseball getting paid 20 million a year. Or now 13 next year, you have a good problem at who's going to play short and Cronenworth and Abrams. But realistically, can't have both of them in the lineup because Hosmer is at first, and you can't move Cronenworth because Hosmer making $13 million a year and probably won't opt out of his contract. You have a great problem on the left side of the infield where you have two of the top five in their position for the next 10 years. Where's Campy going to play? Is Campy ever going to be a major league catcher? What is happening with Camposano? Is he ever going to develop defensively? Is he just going to be a gauge? you guys going to trade him? What's going to happen there?
0: Yeah, so many, so many questions for sure. Lots and lots and lots of questions. Um, I completely agree that the games are starting to become unwatchable to the sense it almost feels like last year, where in September they were incredibly hard to watch. It got to the point where like, all right, after that Cardinals series in St. Louis, where we got sweat, to where Tyler O'Neill went, Barry Bonds, um, I stopped watching. I almost did like fully stopped watching because that was the end of it. You're like five plus games back of a wild card spot, where you and you had no pitching. So I mean, that was the end of it for the Padres, and it, it feels fairly similar right now because of how often they're losing, um, especially to teams. I mean, let's let's check out the teams that they've lost to recently. Obviously, the Rockies this time. Uh, so they've lost recently to the Rockies, split a series with the Giants, who the Giants were – I mean, they're starting to play better baseball right now, but they came into that series ice cold just like we did. You got swept by the Mariners. You almost got swept by the Diamondbacks. You split a series with the – or sorry, you you almost got split by the Dodgers, but then you split a series with the Diamondbacks, yeah, and then you lost a series to the Phillies after sweeping the Diamondbacks. It's like you're just going on a string of of bad, bad baseball – that Philly series, of course, was just abysmal. I forgot who didn't play. Oh, Manny was out at the time. Um, and Jake Cronenworth didn't oh, play yeah. the first time. Of course, I'd remember that. But. Can you talk about that
1: real quick? What? Why the hell didn't Manny hit the aisle?
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I think that actually should be talked about. It was very weird because he should have hit the aisle. Yeah. Um, it seems like it was kind of a same similar situation to last year where the Padres knew like, well, shit, if we don't have, Manny, if we don't have Fernando Tatis, we're not going to do anything. That, I fully believe that was their mindset last year, why they kept rushing him back, you know, 10 day IL, 10 day IL, 10 day IL. And this year it was like, well, shoot, if we don't have Manny, we know something we're not going to win games. And it feels like it was more of a panic thing. And I kind of feel like the reason that Fernando hasn't been rushed back yet is because the Padres have been winning so much, but now it might get to a point where they might do that. Or maybe they just—I mean, Manny's Manny was saying like when they asked him, "Are you 100%?" He said, "Am I playing?" And then he was like, "Yeah." And Then he goes, "I guess so." Then I am. But I—I I mean, how how can you believe that? It's—I don't know. I don't know. And even then, Manny would have been on the.
1: If Manny had just went on the i o he would have been back quicker than if he stayed on the roster. He was—he missed more games than an IL stint was. Yeah, And at that point, it would have just been worth it to stash him on the aisle so you have another bench bat, like or yeah. another player. Mm-hmm. That was the one thing I didn't understand. He missed, like, was it 15, 16 games?
0: I think a little less, probably like 11, 12. But nonetheless, 11, 12. definitely could have opened up a spot. I mean, it was no less than 10. Definitely could have opened up a spot. Um, yeah. I, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. It's, it's uh, it, you know, we've been going for 30 minutes about how bad the Padres have been. It's very hard to be encouraged. Um, I don't know what to think of this team right now, man. Obviously, this is like one of the more depressing, depressing recaps, considering what the Padres have been lately. Um, you know, we got, I don't know how many games left we got chased, but this is a tough time. What do you think about the Padres the rest of the way? i don't because like it's hard to say
1: we like you said we had that tatis update that really wasn't an update at all it was like hey tatis got scanned but we gotta wait for everybody's opinions so that's the update it's like okay there's still no time of a return we saw that he was taking dry hacks but he still hasn't really been cleared to swing it back fully Our bullpen is a mess. We don't know when anyone's coming back other than we saw that Palm was throwing bullpens, but no news other than that. Castillo's been ramping up for the past month and a half, but no call-up. Baez has been bought out in the minor leagues and nothing. No update on Pierce Johnson. Suarez just hit the 60-day IL. Gore's going to be in the bullpen until after the All-Star break, if not a little bit longer, depending on how they play that out. Uh, the one bright side is Mortar Hone's back, and his he looked great. His locations were pretty solid. His he was looking his slider a lot better than he was before the IL stint. So there was that. Um, Kim has been balling recently. He's hitting over three hundred in his last fifteen games. Abrams is starting to look good. Ruiz looked really good. Um, I don't think there's been an update on Profar other than you know he had the. The sprain on uh, his neck and then the concussion, but haven't really heard anything other than that. Um, yeah, I don't know, dude. It's hard to be positive when all you can see is negatives.
0: Yeah. Uh, so profile right now actually is in uh, Lake Elsinore. He's making a rehab start in Lake Elsinore along with Will Myers, I believe. So um, that's encouraging. You know, that's a little encouraging. Now, right. realistically, Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Um, Oh, damn, Naked oh HD God. is back, huh?
1: You just had to, yeah. you know, add salt on the wound, didn't you?
0: <laughs> so, realistically, the potter you know, they're 50 and what is, like 50 and 41 right now, nine games above 500. If the Potters want to make the playoffs, we've been talking about it a lot, you know, they have to win at least 85 games minimum, and that's to, like, because the median for, like, the six seed is 85 wins. That is around what the six seed gets. So you have to go 35 and, let's see, 35 and 36 the rest of the way. But that's only if you want to be, like, on the bubble. You want to be, oh, you know, last day, you have to win, and this other team has to lose, something like that. Of course you don't want that. Realistically, you want to win. 40 games out of the next 71. You want to go 40 and 31, so that way you can have 90 wins. Do I see the Padres doing that? Probably not. I think 37, 38 would be really solid. I think that for sure gets you in. Um, Mm -hmm. Profar should be coming back. Will Myers should be coming back. But the big problem is that in September alone, let's see. It's looking pretty rough, dude. Yeah. In September alone, you play the Dodgers nine times. Same thing as last year, where you have to play the Dodgers multiple times in order to secure yourself a spot. If you're Ross and then you play the Mariners, play, Mariners, you play the you Giants play the a few times. Yep. You play the Cardinals. Play... Mm hmm. So, you know, you got some stiff competition. I don't know. It's... I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, I still, they I played the have Rockies to... another eighty times, and of course, that's not something you want to hear, considering what the Padres, all the Padres have fared against the Rockies. Um, but it's it's very gloom. It's it's two sides of the spectrum. You can think, oh, you know, we're going to be getting a bunch of guys back. The problem is, when, when will you be getting those guys back? We haven't heard much from a lot of them. I mean. Almost no update on Fernando. We're supposed to get an update and almost no update on Fernando. I wouldn't say we're owed one, but it'd be nice to know something about Fernando, you know? Um, and then you got almost no update on guys like okay. Pearson Drew. Um, guys are just sitting in AAA like Jose Castillo. Adrian Morehone came in in a weird situation when you should have put him in a little earlier. Um yeah, there's a lot of negativity surrounding the Padres and rightfully so. But if they can play 500 500 baseball, which they haven't been playing lately, they've been playing much worse than 500 baseball. Um they could de- they could definitely see themselves in a playoff spot. Hopefully rattling off a solid 5 to 10 game win streak somehow somewhere in along the lines of, you know, the next 70 games will help immensely. So um so I don't know. Did you see this hot take? Yes or
1: no? What do you think? I know you're a big fan of Manny, but.
0: I don't want to get rid of Manny. I can't. You. I mean, essentially but it's going it to be his choice. Essentially it's going to be Manny's choice because Manny can opt out. So, um, you know, if Manny wants to opt out because Eric Cosmer leaves, so be it. it Freeze up money to go get somebody else. But I love Manny Machado. Manny Machado. I firmly believe that you know if he stays throughout his tenure he will have a statue somewhere in San Diego. He'll be one of San Diego's greatest athletes to 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 play. I'm a big Manny Machado fan. I want him around for the long run. Um I want him and Tatis to be our our left side for for however long it is, for 10 plus years, for for another 7 6 years, however much longer he's here. That's my guy, man. I mean, he's essentially the reason we're even winning in the first place. Now I can understand if he doesn't want to be on this team. He's going to get more money if he wants to go somewhere else. Granted, on a shorter contract, but if he wants to go somewhere else, he can. and He could get more money doing so. Um, But I firmly believe that that he has a chance to win in San Diego. Definitely has a chance to win in San Diego. And I really feel like he wouldn't I mean you get over it like you could still be friends over the offseason who cares like if you get rid of Hosmer why do you got to be so mad about it I really don't feel like it's that big of an issue um but you know if he wants to opt out so be it I love him though I love him yeah it's just
1: I hate Eric Hosmer that much he I think he Drags down the team to like astronomical lows when he's in the lineup. He hurts the defense so much. He's cost us literal games by himself just because he refuses to change the way he plays defense. His footwork is one slot. It's just, and you free up money for the next three years. You can put Cronenworth at first. You have Abrams at second. You'd have Tatis at short. And then, you know, you could always. Find another third baseman, not to the caliber of Manny, but you could always find another solid third baseman. There, I'm pretty sure there's some in the minor leagues that we have, but it's one of those yeah. things where having Eric Cosmer out of the clubhouse, I think, is more beneficial than anything. I don't want it to happen. I want Manny to stay, but it's definitely something to think about if that does happen.
0: Yeah, of course. Um, nothing much else to say. Uh, try and stay as positive as you can, really, I would say. I know it's pretty tough right now, but 35 and 36 kind of gets us to that to that spot we want to be in, which is the sixth seed of the playoffs. Um, granted, you don't want to play the Dodgers in the first round, which is what it shapes up to look like right now. But, I mean, you just got to get there. You just got to get there, and then whatever happens, happens. Um so hopefully they're able to win at least 40 of these next 71 games. Of course, having this all-star break come up is going to be super beneficial for these guys to kind of, you know, mentally and physically be able to settle down, settle down, get back their mojo, get back their swagger, get back their confidence uh going into these last last uh, that last drive of the the last second half. Um but with that being said, I got nothing else to say, Chase, do you? Um not right now, nothing positive so uh, i'm just
1: gonna stay quiet
0: yeah all right sounds good man well thank you guys for tuning in hope we can hope the next time we talk to you guys it'll be a little more positive because i know this was kind of a negative one but how can you be positive considering the state of the padres right now um you know i've kind of been an advocate for being positive for this padres team lately because i firmly believe this pitching staff and and guys like manny and jake can get you past this but that hasn't shown lately. That hasn't shown since that since that Diamondback series that we swept. It's essentially been since that Philly series that uh you know I felt comfortable in this Padres team. So, with that being said, thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll talk to you guys later.